Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hi everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and this week I'm joined by Jay Gray, one of the owners of Odd by Nature Brewing, who I had the pleasure of uh, trying out their beer at Kushwa's anniversary party and meeting their brewer, Abe. Um, it's so nice to talk to you, Jay. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having us on, man. We really appreciate it. And yeah, excited to uh, talk about the brewery. We got a lot going on. So, And I uh, I definitely give you guys the award of best garnishment at that festival because the, oh, yeah. the added effort of the little gummy worms with the toothpick on each pour of that beer was uh, just above and beyond and amazing. Yeah, that was uh, Trouser Snakes, right? Yes. And we poured down there. Yeah. And it's just a great would, name, too. Are I you... would show you, we, me and Johnny, who's a good friend from District 96, we did that as a collab. And uh, I can share with you in private, Johnny would never let me show anybody in public what the label was supposed to look like. Um, <laughs> but I can I... describe it to you. It was originally going I'm... to be uh, literally a, uh, a pair of pants with a District 96 belt buckle, and it was going to have a snake coming out of the crotch area. <laughs> and I sent it to him and I got like a very long pause in the middle of a back and forth conversation. And then he messaged me back and is like, my, uh, my partner is not down with that. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. I was like, we'll go with something more traditional then. I was like, fine. But that's like, whether it's garnishes or whether it's labels or whether it's beer flavors, like we're just trying to do something different. We're trying to push, you know, I think, the industry a little bit forward. There's a lot of people doing that in a lot of different ways. And we're just doing it a little bit differently than everyone else. We're trying to have fun with this. You know, the, the whole point of opening this brewery was because we have so many dear friends in the industry. And I wanted a reason to hang out with our friends more. And we figured opening a brewery would be a pretty good way to be able to do it. You know, now is that is trouser snakes a general just the joke trouser snake reference? Yep. Or is it a Jay That's and it. Silent Bob? Oh, okay. I was hoping no, it was a Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back uh, reference. District 96 is just like a big, you know, snake brewery. That's yeah. what their, you know, their whole thing is, you know, Dennis Snakes and stuff like that. So we thought, like, what could we do that would be like them? And that's like a lot of what we do is let's take what breweries are and let's make it our own and let's have some fun with it, you know? If anyone's wondering what the whining is, that's not uh, Jay or I. My dog is very upset that there's con currently a contractor uh replacing a shower in our in our house right now so i apologize if you hear whimpering she's not in danger or being beaten she's just upset that she can't get to the action <laughs> so where did the name odd by nature come from yeah so i think like when we uh originally started figuring out that this was going to become a real po possibility of opening this brewery i definitely from the beginning knew what I wanted to call it. Um, I feel like especially, you know, nowadays and, and during the pandemic and everything, people are starting to reassess kind of what's important in life. And I think one of the most important things is being yourself and being comfortable with being yourself. There's so many people from different walks of life that for different reasons feel like they can't be themselves. And that's such a, you know, defeating thing to have to face every day. And especially with all the big mental health issues that we face in this country, so I felt like, you know, hey, I've always been a little different, which is the odd part. And it's just kind of my nature. So it's, you know, and that's the beers that we want to make is we want to make different, funkier out there beers. And we're also utilizing nature in a lot of fun ways, whether it be with the hops we're putting in the beer, the grains and malt combinations, how we're, you know, creating our sour beers. Um, you know, a lot of time with like sour beer, people pitch um, lactic acid. And what we do is we cut up pineapples and we use other fruits and we get natural lactic acid off of the fruit as opposed to pitching, um, you know, out of a, you know, however you would attain lactic. We wanted to try to do it a more natural way, um, kind of like how you'd make, you know, alcohol in jail. You Does, know, same um, idea. <laughs> the, is that and I'm going to guess that to answer your question, no, because I, I didn't detect that at all when trying trouser snakes. Is it less pronounced then? Because I, you can definitely tell when you try a beer that uh, was dosed with lactic acid to help yep. lower the pH. 
Yeah. Yeah. We just, it's just one of those things where I think in terms of just how we go about doing it, I think it adds something very proprietary to the flavor. Um, and that's why we like doing it. It's just, it's not different. We, I don't want to do different just to do different. I think that's kind of, you know, not what we're trying to do, but if it adds something to the beer, if it makes it unique, if it's something that really makes it, you know, special, then I definitely want to pursue that. And you know what? Hey, there's going to be things that don't always work, but this is a process that we found that works because we are on such a smaller system. You know, we, uh, we brewed with bottle logic out in, um, in Anaheim, California, a few weeks ago when I was out there, and they were so cool because they did it the way we did it. We chopped up 120 pounds of pineapple, we put them in the, you know, in the tanks, and we did it. They did it the way we did it, and I was like, "This is very cool" because they're a brewery that we've looked up to for a long time, and they're legends in the game. Yeah. And the fact that they were like this little tiny brewery from Maine is coming out to make beer, and they're going to do it the way we do it was very flattering. You know. When did Odd by Nature open? We opened nine months ago, uh, June fifteenth. So, uh, well, I guess that you things were probably starting to open up up there during that time, right? Uh, what do you mean because of the like, pandemic? Yeah. Oh no, everything's been open. We okay. never had, other than the initial shutdown, which was in March of twenty twenty. Um, we own an outdoor restaurant up here called food for thought. That's incredibly popular and busy. Um, and that was where we, you know, got our grounding and kind of met everybody. And then we opened that up and then that gave us the funding to build the brewery. Um, that's something where we opened that right away in May. So there was only like a two month shutdown and then they made you only open outdoors first, but because our restaurant was completely outdoors, we could open right away. And then ever since then, you were open. There wasn't any back and forth, shut down this, you know, it was just Maine's a pretty uh, do it as you please state, you know, weed's legal. Everybody has guns. (laughs) Everybody's like freedom. You know, nobody really breaks your balls too hard up here. Oh, that's right. Maine is like a, it's a weird dichotomy of uh, belief structures where like it, it, like it's just a mishmash of both sides of the aisle um, oh yeah, like how it's, I... it's one of the few states that's actually a split state. So the top half of the state tends to vote red. The lower half of the state votes blue. So it's very strange. The like you go up above Portland and it becomes the South, and then you're <laughs> down in the South and it becomes you know like a traditional blue state. So it's you know I would say for where we are, we're in very very southern Maine. We're only an hour and ten minutes from Boston. Okay. We're walking distance to the ocean. We're in a great location. Um, we love where we are. I live five minutes away. Our restaurant's 10 minutes away. You know, we just love the area because it does allow us to do things that are a little bit more um, out of the box and, and the town and everyone has embraced it a lot. Um, so what what were you doing before you opened uh, Odd by Nature? Like what 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 were you doing and what led you to the path of wanting to open a brewery? Yeah. So before I opened Food for Thought three years ago, um, I had a transitional period where I was kind of, I took a year off and I traveled around um, and went to a lot of different beer festivals. Um, My really good friends, Matt and Chris, who own Barreled Souls and Saco, they've been my friends for half a decade. They're like family. And they brought me out and kind of just brought me as a friend to help them pour and do other things. And we went to Southern Grist anniversary. We went to Wake Fest. We went to, you know, um, Aslan's anniversary. We went to Kyle from Horace's, you know, festival. We just kept doing all these big events and I went around and just kind of met everybody. And it wasn't like, I'm Jay here trying to do a collab with you. I'm Jay trying to do this. It was just like, Hey, I'm Jay. Let's, let's hang out, you know? And by being that way, you know, um, a lot of breweries, a lot of restaurants, just any business people, sometimes they have like a secret agenda and there isn't, I'm, I'm me. I'm, you know, a lot of people like me, a lot of people don't like me, but I'm always (laughs) me. You know, and I'm not going to be anybody but me. And I think by being me and always genuinely being me around everybody, everybody kind of embraced who I was as a person. And we forged these great long lasting relationships with all these breweries. So when we opened Food for Thought three years ago, you know, we opened this this restaurant in an abandoned parking lot. It's literally was an abandoned parking lot. We leased it for nine years. And now we do 40,000 people in a 40-seat restaurant in four months. It's the busiest restaurant wow. in the state of Maine. We do like grilled cheese donuts. We do like chicken and waffle ice cream cones. We do Big Mac dumplings. We do Nashville chicken ramen. We do like really cool, a 
assault you with delicious food, restaurant food, you know? And uh, we poured some really cool beers, you know, with our relationships we had. We developed one of the best beer lists along with like Navari and, and High Roller up in, up in Portland who are like our forefathers for doing dope shit like this. And then basically we wound up, uh, you know, finding a location and we took all our money. I cashed in my IRA, every dollar I have on earth. And we built an entire brewery from the ground up and, you know, in, in six months during the pandemic. And then we opened up our doors as fast as we could June 15th last year. So when you were going around to all those festivals, did you have the idea that someday you were going to open no. a brewery or like at that no. point you were thinking restaurant, like, or had yeah. you not even thought about opening the restaurant yet? I didn't have the, I mean, I had, you know, 40, 50 grand in my name that the idea of opening a brew is so far away. Um, but I knew I wanted to do something special and that's when we converted that parking lot, you know, for, we opened a restaurant for very, very little money and was able to get it open. And then when we did, we went ahead and, and we were able to use that for three years and then use that money to then eventually open the brewery. There's uh there's the donut grilled cheese. That looks oh, it's crazy. That looks so incredibly bad for you, but it yeah. also looks like it tastes amazing. It's one of the greatest <laughs> things you'll ever eat. Eater wrote uh, an article on us and they said they named us the best restaurant in the state of Maine above everybody else who's James Beard award winning. They were like, if you're going to eat one thing in the state of Maine, forget about lobster, you should eat this donut grilled cheese. And I was like, uh 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 like, you know, pretty cool. Although the the lobster roll with candy bacon looks pretty amazing too. It's awesome, man. And that's just what we're trying to do. What we do with food, we're trying to do with beer. We're trying to just put a cool new spin on things, you know? So it's, it is, well, actually, let's take a real quick sponsor break. Um, and before we learn more about Odd by Nature, I, I want to ask a little bit about uh, food for thought since, I mean, I, I guess that, that is a big part of the story anyway, because it laid the groundwork for Absolutely. Odd by Nature. Uh, so we will be right back. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. All right, so you said it's a all outdoor restaurant. Um, yep. So is it? How, how does that work? So is so it we, like a bunch of literally an abandoned parking lot that had a tiny little kitchen? And what we did was we put up this like really cool stained wood picket fence. We laid down gravel. We built an entire outdoor bar built out of this one tree that we cut down, which was very cool. And we hung this sail from a sailboat over the top. So it gives like partial coverage to the okay. space. Um, and it just gives very main vibes. Like you sit there under the sail, you know, with the sun out or even when it rains a little bit and you feel like you found a place that's like special that not everybody knows about. Um, but everybody knows about it now. Yeah. It's one of those. We're like, we look up at the end of the season and we're like, last year we did 42,000 people. We have 40 seats and we did it in four months. So it's, it's just an insane volume of people that are coming through there that we're able to do. And, uh, it's nuts. It's crazy. You know, is there any plans to, um, make any court of like, a I guess, traditional style restaurant of that, or is it just going to keep no. operating? 
lose its its you know special yeah that it has i like it the way it is it's close by and you know with the brewery and the restaurant i'd rather have two really good things than 10 okay things so yeah. we're you know, we've, we've opened these two in the last three years i want to try to turn the brewery into one of the best breweries in the country i want to make the restaurant one of the best restaurants in the country and that's my goal is like every day i want the beer to get better every day i want the food to get better you know my goals are not I wouldn't say ambitious as much as they are. I think I we owe it to our customers to give them the best experience possible. We owe it to our friends when we make beer with them to make the best beer possible. So whatever we need to do to do that, I'm willing to do. I'm not going to rest on our laurels of what we've accomplished. I feel like we have to keep moving forward. How are, are the brewery and the restaurant right next to each other? Are they in close uh, proximity? How, how I what how far? They cut out about, for Okay. Yep. So about 10, about a 10 minute drive right down the street. Not bad at all. No. And we have a food truck here at the brewery that does uh, a lot of the food we do at the restaurant here. Similar food, I would say. So is it, um, what did, so what did you do before, uh, before food for thought? I was a finance manager for Toyota and I did that for five years. Okay. Uh, I drive a Toyota. Good cars. Uh, it's interesting. That's uh, that's definitely one of the professions that often lead to craft beer, uh, craft, uh, craft brewery ownership, the yeah. finance, like the most common ones seem to be finance, uh, IT, or um, uh, engineering in general. The, there's definitely a high percentages of my guests that have done those three things in the past. Yeah, I think, you know, the business foundation is one of the most important things. And the reason why is because you go, you know what, I, I, I can probably run this business because there is a lot to do on the business aspect of it. You know, as much as the fun is and stuff like that, like, you know, I have 14 licenses for the brewery. I have, you know, another three or four for the restaurant. I have to register labels with the federal government. I have to design labels with my artists. I have to do our taxes. I have to do our QuickBooks. I'm, I'm it. I do all of that myself for both places. And I mean, we're this year going to be over a $3 million company. I have no formal business training. I have no like accounting background. I'm yeah. learning this real time, but luckily we have a lot of really good friends that help us. You know, when I have questions, I can call Garrett from Kushwa. I can call Dino from Vitamin C. I can call JC from Trillium. I can call, you know, Brian from Burley Oak. I can call the guys from New York, like what any brewery on earth that we become friends with. Everyone is very, very helpful where if I have questions, I can just call them, you know? Yeah. So how, how did you being so new, uh, so quickly get into that sphere? Is it, was that from the traveling around you did to all the beer festivals and just meeting uh, to the events, meeting people. And then just as a restaurant, we did a lot of pop-up events and we traveled a lot of places. So like other half, we went down and did multiple food pop-ups where like they don't have a kitchen. So we just showed up and cooked on the street in Brooklyn during the winter. Oh, cool. That's some gangster shit where they were like, that's pretty cool. And like we did our donut grilled cheese, but we used donuts from Brooklyn, from Peter Pan donut. Like we were like, let's go do Brooklyn shit in Brooklyn. You know, like we did, we became friendly with John from Wakefield because we kept going, but he needed us for a food event and we were doing a series of pop-up tours. So we were in Pittsburgh on a Friday night doing an event for hop culture. And he called us and instead of letting him know where we are, what we had to do to go do it, we just said, we'll be there tomorrow. We flew on a red eye that night to Miami, stayed up all night in our Airbnb, prepped all the food for the next day and then cooked at Wakefield's event. And he found out through the GM what we did and he came over and was so blown away by it that we've done these things and I wouldn't call them favors. We just, we try to be ourselves and if somebody asks for help, we do it. And then the turnaround is when Wakefest happens, you know, we get to debut our beer there for the first time because we're like, hey, we're opening a brewery. And John's like, dude, we'd love to have you pour, you know. That's awesome. So I I imagine that that helped immensely. I don't look at. (laughs) I try to remind everybody like, you know, John from Wakefield and, and JC from Trillium, these people who are legends in the game. I always remind them like how much we look up to them, but they're also our friends, you yeah. know, and it's not like I'm never like, hey, you want to make beer? Like, hey, what's going on? It's more just like we hang out, we have a beer and they're like, 
I start talking and they're like, wow, that would be cool. And I'm like, Hey, what do you think? And then all of a sudden we're like, all right, we're making that beer, you know? What, um, what would you say you are most known for? Um, so far, do you mean like a beer that we've made? Beer, beer styles or like in it locally, when people think of odd by nature, um, what, what is the, the typical thought? They're doing something different. I would say is like, we don't, we haven't discovered who we are yet. We're on, we're in our infancy. We've cranked out 65 beers in nine months. Yeah. Every beer. I don't think we brewed a beer more than twice. Like everything is just new every week. And like, we're constantly trying to get better. So I don't think we could give an answer to that yet. But I mean, our tap room is pink and green. You know, we do like different colored beers. We have a full liquor license. So we serve cocktails. You know, we, we kind of don't want to be known for anything other than just being different. You know, what, um, what size brew house do you have? Just a three and a half. We brew on a three and a half and then we double into seven barrel fermenters. So we have uh, eight, seven barrel fermenters right now. Uh, what is, uh, so what is your favorite style of beer? Um, I would say probably the next one. And when I mean that by <laughs> like, what, what's the next thing we could do, yeah. you know, like, cool, you know, we're talking with some really, really cool breweries for some anniversary beers and just like thinking of some cool stuff that people haven't done. You know, we, we just released the high chew sour with Harlan, our friends in San Diego. It's very cool because like high chew is a little bit more of an ethnic candy. It's not like a right down the middle, you know, Hey, white people eat this as kids. You know, it's, it's definitely a little bit more ethnic. My girlfriend's Vietnamese. Um, and a lot of their brewing staff is of Asian descent. So the fact that we did that seemed very on brand, you know, and that's like what we want to do is like talk to them and be like, what do you do? You know, not just come in and be like, here's what we do. Like, yeah. We do candy beer. What's your favorite candy? Well, we hide you. Well, no one's ever done that before. Why don't we do that? And how can we do that in a cool way? And that's kind of what it's been, you know, is like, let's figure out something where it really does bring us together. You know, who, um, who did you start, uh, food for thought and odd by nature with? Uh, so our head brewer here, uh, is Abe, uh, Henderson Brown, who you met down at Kushwa. So Abe is our head brewer who we founded the brewery with. And then my partner, uh, at food for thought and my, uh, my chef and our owner is, uh, Bradley Andres. He is our executive chef and my business partner. So how, how did the two of you meet? How the, have you known each other a long time or did you? So Abe, uh, when I, I don't drink hard alcohol anymore, I'm not my best version. If I drink hard alcohol, I'm a lot of fun to hang out with, but I'm not. <laughs> um, so when I used to drink, I, uh, what I would do is I'd go into a very cool theater in town called the Levitt theater. It's an old 1920s converted movie theater, um, that they've turned into like a speakeasy and cocktail bar. It's very cool. And, uh, he is the head bartender and manager there. And he used to make me cocktails there. And uh, he had had a little bit of amateur brewing experience. And when I met him, I was like, dude, you should make beer. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, think of it as really big cocktails. I'm like, that's all it is. (laughs) Really big drinks. And he fully engrossed himself and bought in. And he helped us from the ground up to build the uh, to build the brewery. And then uh, as far as Brad, I uh, had found the location. I knew I wanted to open a restaurant. I knew I wanted to call it Food for Thought. I had a pretty good thought out concept, but I needed somebody to bring it to life. And, uh, I put out an ad on indeed. And the second person we interviewed was Brad. He never cooked for me. We were complete strangers and, uh, we signed on to be business partners without knowing anything about each other. And now we've opened the restaurant and done over a hundred thousand guests in three years. So are you, are you open year round? Like even when uh, food is open from early May until okay. early October because it's outdoors yeah that's what i was wondering because i i'm not uh, great at geography uh but i feel like it probably gets kind of cold in maine it gets cold <laughs> and it's um, the, the population of the town we're in there's 800 people and then when it comes to the summer there's eighteen thousand people so you go from you know everyone to all of a sudden and it's also every week people come in so yeah. it's a constant rotation of new people that come into town the steady stream of new uh customers Mm-hmm. exactly uh is there is there a lot of uh the collaboration between food for thought and odd by nature like do you do a lot of um 
like food themed beers that are inspired by the restaurant? I think, I think every beer is influenced by our relationships, you know, in food. And we try to think of beer in a different way. We're not coming in from a brewer's background. A lot of people have brewing history and brewing backgrounds, and then they decide to open a brewery. We're coming from a restaurant background. So I think we view the beer very differently and we look at it as cooking. So I think we look at flavors a little bit differently, which is cool. Um, as far as like in terms of direct influence, that's probably as close as I would say as the influence on it. We'd like to keep the two places together, but separate, but also, you know, there's a food for thought food truck here at the brewery. So okay. like you can get our food at the brewery yeah. all the time. And that was important too, for our staffing. Like we just launched, uh, benefits for our staff with, you know, full dental and full short-term and long-term disability and vision. And then we're launching health insurance later in the year. So we're very proud of ourselves for a business that's under three years old, that's able to do stuff like that for the staff. And a big part of keeping the brewery open year round, even in the winter where it might not be as profitable, is to keep employment for our staff because they make a lot of money during the summer. And then all of a sudden there's no job. Yeah. And be able to keep our key members of our staff employed year round so we can keep good people and just you know, part of growing this business is not so Jay Gray can become a multimillionaire. I couldn't possibly give a shit about that. I really want to, you know, do good things for our staff. We donate 5% of our money to battle opioid addiction issues in Maine through Project Grace, which is a great charity that does a lot of things. They subsidize uh, methadone for people that are addicts. They also give people rides to and from treatment, lots of treatment uh, classes and stuff like that that they do completely for free. Um, we're actually having a really cool custom pair of Jordan ones done by our friend Aiden Marshall, uh, who's a super talented old artist and we're putting all the brewery logos on them. And then we're auctioning them off, uh, with raffle tickets that day and donating all the proceeds to project grace. So we're just, we're trying to do cool shit with our friends and help people that need help by making drinks that are delicious. I think that's like, that sums it up, you know? And I mean, craft beer should just be fun too. Yeah. So like have fun, do good. Actually, I mean, those seem to be like the two tenants of craft beer. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's why we're having everybody up for our anniversary. You know, we're hosting Oddity by the Ocean uh, May 7th and the lineup is fucking crazy. And it's really just because we want everyone to come up and have a good time and hang out. No pressure like this, that. It's like just come up and have some fun in Maine, you know. Let's take um, one more quick sponsor break, and then we can talk a little bit more about Oddity by the Ocean. We will be right back. I buy my beer at District East in downtown Frederick, Maryland. They have an amazing selection of local and hard-to-find beers, and I love the option of making my own mix-and-match custom six-pack. District East is on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Showroom Restaurant and Rockwell Brewery. Most weeks, they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www.districteastbeer.com. Are you planning on having custom glassware made for your business? Glassware availability for 2022 has already reached capacity, and it looks like costs will predictably rise this year. Don't worry. ACS Brand My Beverage has you covered with over 6 million units of the most popular glass styles exclusively in their inventory to meet your branded glassware needs right now. Lock in today's lower prices and take immediate delivery, or ACS will store your product for you until you're ready. Email sales at brandmybeverage.com or visit brandmybeverage.com to reserve your glassware. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. All right, so May 7th, you're throwing a little bit of a party. You want to tell us about that? So it's the 11-month anniversary of the brewery. We couldn't time it to 12. We decided we'd be a little different and celebrate early, but uh, we're celebrating our one-year anniversary, and we're having uh, about 25 of our good friends up to Maine to celebrate with us. So we're doing a four hour beer festival, um, about 20 minutes from the brewery called Oddity by the Ocean. And uh, we're having some really, really cool people come up. We have uh, Parish Brewing 
from Louisiana coming up. We have Other Half Brewing from Brooklyn. We have uh, Equilibrium, also from Brooklyn originally, uh, now in Middletown. We have um, also Bottle Logic, our friends from Anaheim coming out. We have Harlem Brewing from San Diego. Um, we have Southern Prohibition coming from the South as well. Um, yeah, we have Foam from Burlington coming out. Uh, the list is crazy, the amount of breweries that are coming out. Our good friends, Kushwa, are coming out to the festival, Tripping Animals, Dream State. Um, it's a really, really cool list, along with some really cool Maine breweries as well. We have uh, Bissell coming up from Maine. Uh, we have Mass Landing, Bella Flower, um, Barreled Souls, and also Definitive Brewing as well. So, a bunch of, bunch of small, obscure breweries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we wanted to keep it low profile, so but we're doing uh, 25 breweries, 600 tickets, and uh, we announced it a month ago, and we're already like two-thirds of the way sold out, so we're probably nice. going to see these already sold out, so we're excited about it, and uh, we have some really cool anniversary beers we're releasing. Um, we have Southern Grist coming out, too, from Nashville, which they're long, long-time friends of ours. Um, yeah, the list is just crazy, and it's, and it's oh, Aslan Brewing, Magnify Brewing, um, our friends from New Jersey and Virginia. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's so cool to have so many talented friends that are willing to come out and hang out with us. You know, it's, it's just very flattering. Where, uh, where would it be at? So is it at a farm that's yep. nearby, I guess? Uh, Dunn Farms in Berwick. So it's this beautiful, beautiful dairy farm that's not too far from the brewery. Nice. Um, how, uh, is it easy in Maine to pour beer from other breweries or oh, I guess if you're having it off site, that probably may like, that it's, changes um, it around a lot and makes it easier. Oh, they still, you still have to get licensed cause we're buying the beer. You still have to okay. make sure all, uh, everything registered. So it's still a little bit of a process. I wouldn't say it's the worst process, but it's probably not the easiest process. You know, it's somewhere in between the two. Yeah. It's probably a good couple hours of paperwork and then it's done and then you're good, you know? Yeah, the government always finds some way to make fun difficult. Yeah, but I mean, we're making alcohol. You know, I get yeah. it. They're honestly, for what it is, we have 14 licenses to operate our brewery and uh, from federal to state to local. And as much as it's a pain in the ass to get them all in the first place, once you have them, they're generally pretty easy to just maintain oh. what you need so to do. As long as you're not pulling any shenanigans, they're uh, easy to deal with. Yeah. You know, you pay your taxes, you register your labels and just be smart about it. If you have a question, call them, you know. So where um, where do people get tickets? Is it only through Osnar or um, can they go to your website? Osnar, but it's on our website, which brings you to the Osnar uh, website. Okay. So it brings you right there and that's where to get them. That's the best place to get them. Um, and yeah, that's general admission. It's only $55. We made it super affordable. Um, comes with a commemorative glass. Um and then, uh, yeah, you get to hang out with us for three hours and drink beer from people that, um, you know, have never been in Maine. District 96 is coming, too. So, like, District 96 has never poured beer in Maine. Uh, Wake, John Wakefield from Wakefield Brewing is coming up. Wakefield hasn't poured in, like, six years in Maine. Um, you know, in terms of other half, other half does sporadic drops. Equilibrium's here every once in a while. Bottle Logic has never poured in Maine. Parish has never poured in Maine. So these are, like, first-time events for a lot nice. of these that you know people their whole life might have seen ghosts in the machine but never got a chance to have it well now it's going to be on draft at our festival so it's pretty badass they had double dry hop ghost at um the barrel culture invitational last year it was so cool. amazing yeah no matt's matt's a good friend of ours we're super excited about it um so oh dissolver is going to be i love dissolver i've never had their beer but their instagram account is just so amazing <laughs> They're awesome, dude. So they, uh, they're originally from Boston, just like me, and they're just the homies. We've known them forever. And, uh, yeah, we're super happy to have them come up, too. It's literally every brewery that's coming is our friends. This isn't like we were like, who can we get to sell tickets? Let's send out invitations to everybody and whoever answers. Like, these are people we texted, and we were like, hey, can you come up? And it was like, yeah, we'll be there. Awesome. You know? So it's very cool. And, and uh, yeah, it'll just be a fun day of celebration, you know. It's oddbynaturebrewing.com to get tickets, and it's May 7th. Yep. If you're um, not, even within a few hours of Maine, it's worth the trip because it's it's a crazy, crazy lineup. Now, let's talk about Coolio because mm -hmm. I find that it 
he seems to all of a sudden be involved with craft beer to like you're the second brewery that i've seen him do stuff with now Uh like one is a tiny brewery out in california i think they are but uh-huh. they it the it's a husband and wife they help they run a fairly popular instagram account called a blonde brewer and then they also have a tiktok thing and a lot of their videos use gangster paradise in it and okay. then then they had like a couple videos that they posted like one of coolio coming to their house and giving them a cease and desist and then like they did a couple other videos with them so it whenever it, i saw it pop up that you were doing a beer or so i guess just explain the the coolio connection yeah i mean i'm i you know our uh, our beers you know what we do is we have a a strong 90s and 2000s influence you know i'm 35 so like i grew up in the 90s that's when i grew up so all of our stuff is how i grew up you know so we have uh, little parental advisory stickers on all our cans but they say flavor advisory delicious content <laughs> and it's like they're on every can they're very unassuming they're not like the main focus but they're on everything because i'm old enough where i remember buying a cd buying a cassette and you're like ooh, they're gonna curse on it you know so like yeah basically you know i i had gangster's paradise on cassette when i was like eight years old you know so we were out in california and we had brewed a beer a while back called crantastic voyage and it was a cranberry tamarind sour and we put coolio as like a cranberry on it so it's like you know a cranberry in coolio's image and we released it and sold out of it and then um when i was out in san diego so i was staying there with my girlfriend over the winter and i wound up uh being in ocean beach and we saw the coolio was performing so I was like, oh, let's let's get tickets and go say what up. So I brought a couple of cases. I had the brewery send me the last two cases from the East Coast back out to San Diego, went to the concert, met him and was like, yo, we made this beer. And he's like, oh, thanks. And I'm like, look at the fucking label, dude. And he looks at me like, <laughs> how fucking cool is that? So he invited me back into VIP. And uh, it was wicked funny because like I go in there and there's like, I don't want to say like how, you know, I, I would there was a group of women that were there. And when I came in, they were scantily clad, and Julio was basically like, Jay, hose, hose, Jay. And I was like, hi, lady, how are you? And they were like, what up? And I, it was just like such a weird interaction with somebody from my like childhood. And yeah. uh, he starts drinking the beer, and uh, I go, hey, try it. And he's like, I don't like beer. I'm like, try it. And he drinks it, and he's like, this is really good. So we're hanging out, and he signed like a bottle for us, signed a copy of the album for us. And then uh, I left all the beer and I was like, listen, I'd love to make like an official beer. And he's like, what are you thinking? And I'm like, I don't know, like Gangster's Paradise, Blueberry's Paradise. Maybe we do like a blueberry beer with maybe some main flavors. So we put like main maple syrup in it. And he's like, I fuck with that. So he was like, take my information. I did the label. James Carey, who's our amazing artist from Huntington Beach, uh, killed the label, did it. And then uh, now it is out as of today. We released it. So we oh, nice. Put- media yet we're gonna we're waiting to put up like a really good photo tomorrow but people are already enjoying it and it's pretty fucking cool has he come out to the brewery at all or no, we haven't uh, been out to maine i'm hoping that if we can grow this festival into something where next year um you know we have a lot of ties to uh the long beach dub all-stars and the sublime crew so like maybe we wind up having like the dub all-stars come out or maybe we have you know coolio come out and perform yeah, like a Good retro luck. rap tour yeah, I'd love to do something like that. But for now, you know, it's uh, it's it's one and done. But I'm excited to just get the beer out to the public, you know. That's awesome that he was willing to do that. Because uh-huh. it it, that's one of those things that seems like it could go like one of two ways. Like you show up, show him the beer. I'm like, all right, I'm not cool with that. Don't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, it, I told him, I'm like, dude, we're a small little brewery. You know, we're not making millions of dollars like, yeah. you know. I'm like, it's it's just for promotional use. Hopefully you're into it. And I'm a fan, too. Like, I bought tickets to your concert. I'm not some fucking random person who's trying to, like, latch on to you. You're not, like, with all, you know, with all due respect, like, we're doing something dope, too. So, like, yeah. I like things with people together. That's, like, the collaborative nature of the beer industry, you know? Um, so I'm guessing he, then he hasn't tried the new one yet. No, we just released it today. We're sending a couple cases out to him. Nice. So- get it next week hopefully he likes it i think it's delicious so it's a blueberry blueberry sour or blueberry sour maple uh like 80 pounds of main blueberries and uh shit tons of main maple syrup nice yeah 
very um, me. <laughs> uh, it could have made it like a blueberry pancake type thing. That's we have. Uh, so we did Coolio's album cover, um, Gangsters Paradise, and in the uh -huh. back buildings. And in this, there's stacks of blueberry pancakes that look like buildings. Nice. So, yeah. Nah, we, we kind of know what we're doing, sort of. <laughs> I look forward to seeing the uh, Instagram posts of the photos yeah, of it. Be up tomorrow. But yeah, it's, like, it just, it's just funny like how all of a sudden um, he's, he's kind of become relevant again. And then, but like also in craft beer, his kind of brought him into the fold and it, so it's kind of funny that he doesn't even drink beer yeah he uh i mean i would tell you like you know that's that's what our whole vibe is like we're 90s 2000s nostalgia like we did our rugrats beer um you know pretty much every beer we have we did grand theft lager we released we're planning on doing a rice lager called uh vice rice city instead nice. so like we keep going in that direction of like what we want to do and i think like even more of the beers come out there'll be more and more in that direction because that's like I think nostalgia is something that we try to do at our restaurant. You know, we serve an adult Capri Sun in a pouch, like a Capri Sun. Um, and we serve chicken and waffle ice cream cone, like a waffle cone, because it's conducive to like how you would eat it on the beach. So we're trying to make people feel young again and enjoy, you know, getting back. I think the last few years have been hard on everybody one way or the other. Yeah. And I think it's like getting back to having fun and, and being joyful and not being afraid all the time is a good step in the right direction. And if we can do that through our food and also through our beer that we can, and if people pick up a label and it makes them smile, then we've done our job, you know? That's, a, I think, um, that some people are like super critical on the, the like nostalgia or the pop culture reference labels and names and stuff, but I love it. And I think it's just, I, I would love to do a survey of the age of people who feel like that really don't like it because i feel yeah. like it's like once you like you're solidly into adulthood you just want to find things to bring you back to your childhood so like, oh the, yeah it, i mean everybody old wants to be young everybody young wants to be old everybody yeah. a player wants to be an actor actors want to be basketball players everybody wants to be what they're not i think like the best thing you can do in this life is be happy with who you are you know but it's but it's cool because I like it. you. You do a lot of the nostalgia, like scrolling through and looking at everything and references to stuff. But it's all very original artwork. Like you're not stealing, like just ripping off intellectual yep. property that I don't I don't agree when people do that. But talented. He's awesome. And he's, you know, a couple of years older than me, but he's right in my wheelhouse in terms of like what we want to do. And he's so talented. So like. Yeah, no, everything we create is all original artwork, and we're just trying to have fun. You know, our Stout series has been really cool. We started off with Not Sorry, which was a Reese's beer, and then we did So Sorry, which was a donut, uh, Reese's Puff coconut beer, and then we did, uh, now we're releasing um, Still Sorry, which is like a uh, jelly donut peanut butter stout, so like peanut butter and jelly donut stout, and then we're nice. doing for Irie Jungle, our friend Will, who doesn't know, who's from Dream State, we're doing a astronaut ice cream in it and we're yeah, I had will will was on as a guest last month or maybe the month before oh will's like my brother he's like family he's helped us so much in this industry so we're going to show up and surprise him and have uh basically we're putting um the astronaut frozen ice cream in in a version of that beer and oh, it's nice. sorry we're going to call it uh sorry i need space which i think <laughs> is super so yeah. i'm really and I think that I think we're going to wind up turning that into a full-fledged collab more than likely because he'll he'll like that he's coming up and I think people will find that very very funny because like with Will sometimes he's a lot and everybody loves him but I think it would be funny <laughs> to kind of mock it a little bit and be like hey sorry I need some space you know what I mean <laughs> I think it's just it's so perfect that if anybody knows him or knows us it's like my space. yeah yeah it's just it's just perfect <laughs> we could literally do him on an airplane or whatever, and somebody like sitting in a space in between them, like a chair empty between them. That would them. be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Gets an aisle seat or something, and it's like, sorry, I need space. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how you do it, and and people who get it will think it's like the greatest thing ever. You know, I I love that. I love beer labels that are like that too. That they yeah. they're maybe not quite inside jokes, but they're like a joke within like a community. So like 
it it's cool if you don't get it but if you get the reference it's hilarious yeah we did one of our first beers we ever released uh we brewed with definitive called i did it all for the cookie and it was a chocolate chip cookie raspberry stout that we put uh all the cookies like limp biscuit on the label so like the main cookie has a backwards red hat and then west borland's the vanilla chocolate cookie so it's <laughs> super funny and dylan who was their head brewer who unfortunately passed away this last year he uh he was like thought it was the funniest thing ever and like it was one of our last conversations because like people not everybody loves limp biscuit they're not like the beatles or whatever yeah. so it's like but i love limp biscuit because i grew up in that era and i like remember fred durst so i was like you know what let's do this beer and i was describing the label to him and dylan could not stop laughing and <laughs> like when we were doing the label i was like i knew exactly what to do and that's why i didn't have any like to have to ask anybody i was like i know what dylan would have wanted you know and that's what we put on the label like brewed for dylan but we're gonna make it every year because i think it's just a great joke that like i, I forget what happened i think nookie came on when we were there brewing and like the other brewers nice. who were there were like Ugh, Limp Biscuit, and he was like bobbing his head, and I was like, dude, I like Limp Biscuit, and I was like, and then we were making a cookie beer, and I was like, we should call it I Did It All for the Cookie, and he thought that was fucking hilarious, so we were like, let's make this beer, and then a year later, we canned it and released it after he passed away, but uh, yeah, I'm real proud of that one, you know. Where the heck did you find cookies that big? Looking at the photo oh. on Instagram of like, yeah. everyone's holding a cookie that's larger than their head in front of them. We made those, so that was... <laughs> first made the beer what before we had a brewery we uh we as a restaurant definitive and dylan reached out and made beer with us which was okay just, being a restaurant we're just happy to be there you know and we we made it on their pilot system their one barrel and we crumbled up uh we made chocolate chip bacon almond cookie uh cookies that we made and we crumbled them in there the um i also i love the um what plants crave yeah, it's, if you solid, get it, it's perfect. Yeah. It's a flagship IPA. It has it, hops. People come in. It's really like the best backwards irony because people come in all the time and they'll be like, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have something like this. And I'm like, do you like hoppy beers? And they're like, I hate hoppy beers. And I'm like, you're not going to like that. And then you see them force it down because they're trying to be like cool or whatever. And I'm like, Dude, <laughs> there's other beers. I can give you a lager. I can give you a Pilsner. I can give you something. <laughs> So the idea is that like sometimes people are so dumb that they won't acknowledge that, hey, they don't like that beer. Yeah. So it's the same thing in Idiocracy. People are like, why aren't the plants growing? It's Gatorade. It's what plants crave. And it's like, yeah, this is this is what <laughs> you want. It's what plants crave. It's IPA. Here it is. You know? Yeah. Oh, there's some just quality, amazing references. <laughs> um, what? Uh, so obviously you have your uh, your big party coming up do you have yep. anything else coming up soon that you're excited about yeah we're we're flying down next weekend to virginia to brew with aslan nice. um, very cool they're awesome friends of ours we've known them for years so we're brewing a west coast ipa with them called hella hoppy i was just in california for a month and the amount of times people from california were saying hella <laughs> very irritating so i was like if we're gonna do a west coast beer let's call it hella hoppy because, you know, again, we like to make fun of the people we're paying homage to. <laughs> it's always a good idea. You know, we don't do anything wrong. We just figure we'll make fun of everyone else. Yeah. But uh, so we're doing that next weekend. And then two weeks later, uh, which actually lands on my birthday, it's crazy, is uh, Wakefest. So we're going down to Wakefest and pouring uh, alongside, you know, 100 of the best breweries on earth. And then two weeks later, we're going back down to Miami for uh, Tripping Animals, Irie Jungle. So we'll be pouring at Irie down there. And then uh, two weeks later is our one year anniversary. So like, it's literally craziness. We're in DC, then we're in Miami, then two weeks later, Miami, and then two weeks later, our anniversary. So it's all craziness. over the place. Yeah. And then the brewery opens seven days a week. The restaurant opens a couple days after our festival. And then our busy season starts here and it's five months of nonstop chaos. Yeah. that I was going to say that like it's, um more than normal the winter is probably kind of like a lull in a yep. slower time for you but once nice weather hits it's just yeah. gotta be like i think what you just said pure chaos yeah we do we do probably 30 percent of our customers in seven months and then we do 70 percent in about five months that has got to be so hard as a business like budgeting and ha figuring out how to operate or like yeah i think I, 
coming from car sales, like it's the same way. So the car business is very busy during the summer, very slow during the winter. You yeah. know, or you get people who go, you know what, I'll buy a new car. During the winter, you get people who go, I need a new car. Like my car is not running. So you don't get the want buyers. You just get like the need buyers. Yeah. So you learn when you work on, you know, I worked my first, you know, seven years of my 20s on commission. So like you learn that, hey, you need to budget yourself. So if you, it was the same thing. You'd make 70% of your money in five months. You better save that money. And then there's always the salesmen who are broke eating out of the vending machine for lunch. And you feel bad. <laughs> save your money, you know. So the same thing's true here. Like, again, the biggest thing with our brewery is we're just trying to have fun, be successful, do things that are fun with our friends and really support the staff. Like we, like I was saying earlier, you know, us adding benefits as a company that's been open, you know, for nine months as a brewery, being able to give our, our staff dental and being able to give our staff vision and being able to give them short-term and long-term disability. Yeah. That's a very proud moment for me, knowing that I own a company that's now providing for, you know, this, this summer we'll have over 40 employees and it's crazy to think that's like awesome. we're this for people and people are making a living there's you know taking care of their families and they're taking care of themselves and it's just a very cool feeling there's so many things that are more important than money in this world um and by opening a business you know i came from a very money driven background coming from the car business and me opening these businesses has changed my whole perspective on how you know i want to live my life and how i want to be able to spread joy to other people and that's what the can art does that's what the beer does you know if someone's having a bad day have a beer if someone's you know having a bad day maybe they chuckle at the can art if someone's having a bad day maybe they come in the tap room maybe they go to food for thought maybe they listen to your podcast like there's so many things we could do as people to uplift each other that i think if we just got together as a human race and just said hey what can we do to make other people's day a little bit better you know when i go to chipotle I lean over the counter and I go, hey, how's your day going? And I'm always, they're always so shocked, these restaurant workers, that I'm even willing to ask them how they're doing because nobody fucking gives a shit about them. Yeah. You know, people are just like, burrito, please. And it's like, how is that how you interact with other human beings? Like, I always ask everybody, how you doing? I hold the door for people. Like, if we all did that for each other, regardless of race, creed, sexuality, think of where we would be as a human race. You know? I've, that's a uh, Frederick, Maryland, where, where I am. Um, it, some of my friends, whenever that from, I grew up in Pittsburgh, so like they'll come down to visit and they'll, that, that's one of the things what you just said, they'll always point out about like how ridiculously friendly the people are here because yeah. they said they didn't have to hold a single door the entire time they were down yeah. here. <laughs> it's like, that's there's great. always someone there holding a door for me, <laughs> but that's how it should be everywhere. Like I grew up in Boston and Boston's very different. Boston's like kind of a little bit harder of a city and, you know, and that's like how everybody treats each other. And that doesn't need to be the way, you know, it's like, just because something's always been done a certain way, it doesn't mean it always should be, you know, but I think people need to be open to change. You know, at our, our restaurant, the town we're in, we love the town we're in, but I tried building a, a roof at one point over our bar and they said to me, they go, well, you can't do that. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, there's a setback rule from 1932. And what I said to him is I go, 1932. I was like, <laughs> vote in 1932. And I was like, to the ladies on the on the board, do you feel like that rule should be changed? And they said, yeah, yeah, that rule should have been changed. I'm like, okay, then why don't we change this rule too? You know, like, just because we've always done something doesn't mean it's correct. And it's good yeah. to reevaluate what we're doing as, you know, a business owner, what we're doing as employees, constantly reevaluating ourselves is the only way we're going to grow, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And to a point too, like being not like, I think this is a huge problem now because I just like I just read an article about a business who posted that they shut down for a day because the owner was sick of the way customers were treating his employees. Yeah, and I it was, on Facebook. Yeah. And it's like, just be nice to people. And also there's a there's an amazing side benefit when you do it, too. If you're nice to the people who are helping you with stuff. It turns out they're much more motivated to help you if you're not being 100%, a jerk. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like that. That comes back to like it's so funny. You use the same thing again, but like you talk about like Chipotle. I couldn't tell you. I always get double chicken. I couldn't tell you the last time I got charged for double chicken at Chipotle. They never charge me because <laughs> I'm nice to people, and I'm not doing it because of it. It's a byproduct yeah. of being nice, and that's the thing that people don't realize is like. A lot of times people are looking for, you know, people to be nice to them. You kind of have to give respect to get respect. And yeah. 
things where that's where our relationships have been in the brewing world. Like we give, so that's why we're able to get, and we never give with the intention of receiving in return. And I think all the other breweries are the same way. They give and they don't expect anyone else to return and people just do. You know, if you go into it with good intentions and pure hope, I think that's how people kind of take care of each other, you know? Have you ever um, done ho- any home brewing or done? do you get involved in the brewing there at all? Or we were, we just, were lucky. We were just like being able to – our home brewing was like when Definitive, as a, us as a restaurant, was like, want to come make beer? Barrel Souls was like, want to come make beer? You know, like we had yeah. incredible friends who helped us. So we immediately started making beer that way. And trust me, me as an owner, like I never – I understand process i'm here with them i'm writing recipes in terms of i'm designing the can art i'm very involved in the day-to-day process but if you put me in here and was like make beer it'll be alcoholic but i have no <laughs> idea that it's the taste you know like that's not my goal you know that's why i have our head brewers that's yeah. why I have, you know i have a vision of how i want this you know company to grow and i trust my staff whether it be a bartender or whether it be you know somebody who's a, a food runner I trust and empower my staff to do what they think is best. And I think that's a great way to grow a staff by letting people make their own decisions. And if they make a mistake, just talk with them, never correct them in front of other people, pull them aside and go, hey, I know you did this. Here's how I would have done it in the future. You know, maybe we could do that. And if they go, well, here's why I did it. You know, I'm also open to change, too. I think good ideas can come from anyone. Just because I own the business doesn't mean that everyone here doesn't have better ideas than me. So I always try to listen to everybody. I always try to hear everyone out because good ideas come from everyone, literally. Yeah, absolutely. I, I am going to ask you now a series of questions that have absolutely nothing to do with most of them beer and, or odd by nature. They're just, uh, we'll just call them odd questions. Okay. Do you, wash, do you wash apples before eating them? Uh, I do not. My girlfriend does. It it's such a it's strange there was a going theory for a while that people who didn't wash them had good immune systems but then that fell apart quickly after a few episodes of asking those questions like people who picking your nose is good for your immune system like picking their nose you know uh who makes the best fast food french fries defend your answer mcdonald's it's not a question i don't need to defend that answer anyone else is wrong that is pretty much the most the exact response from I believe Mark from uh, Drecker who yeah. had the had the same just def- absolute like just shut up it's McDonald's there's, there's Why a lot are you- that are open for discussion that's not one of them. <laughs> uh, who would win in a battle a ninja or a pirate uh, probably I would say are we talking current pirates like Somalian pirates or are we talking like like are those kind of pirates i've never been asked that follow-up question <laughs> um i'm gonna oh, that definitely would change the yeah. answer a lot <laughs> i'm gonna get go, i've always framed it as like an r pirate so okay then i would say ninja yeah that's the wrong answer but you're okay. entitled to it yeah. <clears throat> is batman a ninja uh yes he is because I think of Christian Bale. Christian Bale is Batman to me. And Christian Bale <laughs> definitely trained by ninjas. So, What is the scariest movie you have ever watched? Ooh, scariest movie ever. Probably Event Horizon. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, it's great, man. It's the story of a spaceship that uh, goes interdimensional and crosses over to a dimension that's pure hell and comes back and it's alive. Lawrence Fishburne is in it. Um, and I forget his name, Sam something from Jurassic Park. Okay. Uh, older guy, but it's badass, dude. Watch that movie. Oh, I watched, again, phrasing in terms of like, I watched that as a nine-year-old. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's like there's scenes where they like do a vivisection, like ripping apart you like you're a Ugh. butterfly. Like it's for a nine-year-old, it was fucking brutal, dude. I was like not into sleeping for a while. I was like, oh, no. What was that movie J-Lo was in? And there was a scene where, like, there was oh, a whole... the box. I think yeah, the, the box. with the horse and like yeah, that's a wow. scary movie too. Dude. What was the name of that? Yeah, I think that's it's. I feel like it's the box. Is it the? I box? know it's. She goes in the mind of a crazy serial killer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a terrifying movie too. That's a good one though. It's similar to that. Okay. 
what I'm going to stop trying to figure that out. Um, the cell. The You're cell. close. Okay. The box, the cell. Yeah, same I'm, thing. I'm Some Dude. sort of cute space. <laughs> yeah. Some sort of enclosure. Mm-hmm. Flats or drumsticks? Uh, flats. Absolutely. That is correct. Uh, what's scarier, aliens or clowns? Uh, I'm going to say clowns. Like, cause I think of it as clowns. Yeah, it, that's. I feel like I, 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 I think I'd go for the ride. I'd want to. I'd like. I'd be okay with dying via alien because I get to at least see that they're real. <laughs> Whereas getting murdered by a clown is not going to be exhilarating in the same yeah, way. Yeah, they're like you like, just feel sad. A crazy guy killing me. Like I'm not enjoying <laughs> or learning from this experience. You know. Or it could end up being like just a juggalo or so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Could be ICP. I didn't even yeah. think. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> Juggalos are scary. The correct answer to that question is juggalos. Yes. <laughs> From now on, that is the correct answer yeah, to that that's, question. That's 100 the correct answer. Name a famous person you would love to meet. Uh, I would have loved to meet my grandfather. My grandfather wrote uh, Once Upon a Time in America, which is the life story of my grandfather, played by Robert De Niro, and James Woods was in it. No Joe way. It. Yeah, it's very cool, and because my grandfather passed away before I was born, I get to watch this crazy four-hour movie and read his book and get to relive who he was. Um, but I never got to meet him, so I think I would really, really love that. And just being able to spend some time with him and ask him some questions I think would be crazy because he comes from Russia. He came over during a really tough time. Our original family's name was Goldberg, and because of his Jewish background, he had to change it at the time to you know come over to America. And I can't imagine like what his life was like and then you know being a Jewish gangster and having this story told. And- yeah. It's crazy. I, I have so many questions for him, and I'm sure one day I'll get to ask him. You know, that um, that may be the best answer ever given. Thank you. <laughs> you win for garnishes in your beer and for answering that question the best. Fair enough. What are you watching on TV right now? Um, I watch Snowfall a lot, which is a really cool story on FX uh, about like. Just uh, basically the, the CIA bringing in cocaine and uh, crack dealers in uh, L.A. during the time of the 90s and 80s. And it's just it's so crazy, like what our government does sometimes. And then we just kind of move on and forget about it. And we're like, oh, yes. no big deal. You did that. And it's like people never want to talk about all the horrible things we do as a country. And it's like, listen, I believe in America. I believe in apple pie. I believe in like standing for the fucking you know national anthem. But we also have to acknowledge that we have a very deep seated fucked up history. Yeah. We have we have maybe not always chosen the best option. hundred percent, hundred percent. But I think like that's the one thing is I hope us as Americans we keep trying. You know, yeah. so, Snowfall great, and then I always watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because it's probably the greatest comedy of all time. So speaking of FX, did you watch Dave? I did. I feel, okay, awesome. and did you love it? I love it. Okay, because I feel like the little bit I've gotten to know you for the last hour, you would love Dave. Yeah. which i did too it's hilarious he is uh yeah it's it's just incredible the satire of it and the the acting all the way through gator is just incredible <laughs> playing himself i mean it's just it's a great great show and it's uh i love hip-hop and back in the day i used to think i was a rapper when i was like 15 so to <laughs> white rapper live out what i guess i would have envisioned is what my future would have been if i became a rapper i think it's pretty fucking cool yeah, Lil Lil Dicky is just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you play Monopoly, which piece do you choose? Uh, top hat. It's a good answer. What is the worst concert you have ever been to? Uh, Wiz Khalifa. Really bad live. Not oh, good. really? Yeah, we went to Fall Out Boy and Wiz Khalifa. And I wasn't a huge Fall Out Boy fan. And after seeing them, I was a very big Fall Out Boy fan there. <laughs> And I went going a very big Wiz Khalifa fan. And when I left, I was not that big of a Wiz Khalifa fan anymore. Some rappers are good live. Some are not. Mac Miller, I got to see him before he passed away. Incredible live. Like Coolio, really good live. He has a full band. He does not fuck around. He has a phone player, guitar player, keyboardist, drummer. Like he's out there with a band. You know what I mean? He's rocking. I've I've hung out at Blue Side Park. I never saw Mac Miller play, though. Yeah, me too. Andy's our brewer now. We actually uh, took a picture in Blue Slide Park, and that was one of our collabs we released was Blue Slide Park with Grist House in Pittsburgh. So. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. Every we've done a series of Mac Miller beers, and every beer we've released, we've donated ten percent to uh, the Mac Miller Foundation as well. Oh, that's awesome! Huge, huge um, Mac guy. That is uh, all I have for you. Uh, I greatly appreciate all of your time today. I know you're a busy man. You've been running back and forth in between things. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to uh, answer my silliness. No problem, man. Thanks so much for having me on and I really appreciate it. And yeah, don't be a stranger. If you're up in Maine, let us know if we're down South, I'll let you know, like, let's keep it going, man. Yeah, absolutely. Person, the next time we see each other. Okay. And, uh, best way to keep up with you, uh, Instagram, Facebook, odd by nature, brewing on Instagram, odd by nature, brewing, Facebook, odd by nature, brewing.com is our website. Uh, our food for thought, Instagram, food for thought, me stands for food for thought, Maine or food for thought me. Um, and then if you have a tough time finding us there, find us up on grinder. You can also search for us there and, uh, there'll definitely be some odd by nature on grinder as well. And uh, and it's worth food for thoughts worth it just for the the donut uh cheese the donut grilled cheese yeah, yeah for yeah. the the donut grilled cheese porn is worth. If you've never like, had four thousand calories in one meal. Come yeah. see me, we will we will hook you up. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for your time. No uh, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you everyone for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.